You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. Mm, Bing is for doing... And we are doing Sons of Anarchy, Season 5, Episode 4, entitled Stolen Huffy. And a lot of meaning behind the title and uh, very, very sad, sad episode. And I know my old lady here was brought to tears. Who are you, old lady? I'm Chrisley Kennedy. And I got my black on to pay my respect tonight. Yeah, <laughs> and I have my black on as we well. We do. We had to pay respect to our Opie. Really hard to watch mm-hmm. that. I, you know, just also just a sad scene. But then, you know, knowing we're not going to have him anymore in the series. And just when we covered episode one, we were saying that it's going to happen. They're going to be president and vice president, and then he was taken away. So we didn't do such great foreshadowing on that episode. We didn't. <laughs> but speaking of foreshadowing, there was great foreshadowing from the very beginning of this, where we see two kids on a bicycle mm-hmm. wave to, or, or at least uh, acknowledge. Jack's, watching the motorcycles go as by. As drives by. And we're seeing throughout the episode, children. Children. We have, right? We have mm-hmm. Jax's kids and we have um, kids seeing the, uh, the, the face-off face with the, um, the escort service heavies. Yeah. And we see, of course, the picture of Jax and Opie. In the end. When they were little kids on bicycles. Mm-hmm. And for me, Stolen Huffy... You know, Huffy was the bike of... Of course, of everyone the, wanted one. Yeah, we all wanted one. And I think a lot of people did get their Huffies stolen back yeah. in those days. <laughs> but the, the deeper meaning, of course, is that, you know, Ope has been stolen, you know, yeah. from from the sons, but also from Jack's. From his best friend. And, yeah, it was... It was, uh, it was it was tough to watch, but I, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the episode, and it still is a lot of questions, a lot of things lingering. And um, man, does anyone get in more trouble than the Suns? It just never ends. No, it doesn't. This, I mean, we're so. I've said it in earlier episodes, but we're so far away from the cookouts, the beers, yeah. the whores, you know. And even one of the wide shots today, I saw one of the big barbecue pits did you see mm-hmm. it or it was actually two of them yeah. and i'm like man like those were the days yeah those are thank you to your uh by the way you're clay's biggest cheerleader and it's all his fault that it's like this it just is all Cla- it is all clay's fault oh, it really is and Gemma, no and Gemma too yeah and Gemma, too. I mean, um, but well, speak. Okay, well, speaking of Gemma, let's get into Gemma, wendy ladies yeah so Gemma, wendy and tara we're, we're surprised that Wendy is called to bail out Gemma. Can you tell me why that went down? I, I was blown away. When I saw Wendy sitting in the chair, I was blown away. But Gemma doesn't have anyone else to call. And I feel like at this point, Tara probably wouldn't have shown up for her um, the way that their relationship has gone. And I feel like she has a plan now set with Wendy on where she's going to go and how she's going to manipulate Tara and Jax and the children. And so she needs to make Wendy feel like she's trusted and she's safe. And I feel like that's why she went to her. So what you're right because it was more than just having no one to call. Right. It was strategy. Plan. And of course, Wendy bites the bait. Of and course. Brings the money. But for the first time, Wendy stood up for her to, to Gemma and said, "You know, I may be helping you out, not like you did with me for Tara." And <laughs> right. Wendy's not 
she hasn't always been the one to say it. She kind of usually thinks it. So it was interesting to see her not only tell her, yeah, I am showing up for you, but it's because I'm putting a coin in the karma bank. Right. <laughs> Which was a great line. Right. And, and it gets her, you know, she might have to be the devil you have to deal with to get your kids back. Absolutely. And of course, you know, we, we recognize her pain in seeing her children or her oh, son. That was tough. That was a tough scene For to the watch. first time. It was a really tough scene to watch because, you know, you know she has to go to the hospital. That's the only way she's going to really find Tara. And the fact that we all know that it's Wendy's fault that she's in this situation. Um, we all know that as an addict, you don't make the best choices. But you as don't? a recovering addict, to then have to see your three-year-old son who has no idea who you are, I mean, that really has to be not only a slap in the face, but show you what you did wrong in life. Right. That's got to be a really tough place to be in. Definitely difficult. The one thing that's interesting is Tara's dysfunction in, in – well – Wendy made a great argument saying he's going to ask whether it's 13 and it's true, 18, you can't stop that. The kid's going to say, you know, I've seen so many times and I don't know if you have as well, but seeing so many kids who are adopted and no matter how close they are with their adopted uh, parent, they at least want to know. They they have that curiosity. In fact, I, I actually know one example of someone who did it. Who's like, I don't want to know. Really? Yeah, I don't want to know because you're my parent and I love you and I'm so happy with my life and how it turned out. Whatever it was, it was something to that effect. But I, I don't need to know. I'm good. You're my parent. But other than that, it's a curiosity thing. And then you know, a lot of people say, well, it's health issues because you want to know your, um, you want to be able to see genetically, you know, what what's what's up with your family. Of course, yeah. Are, but she's right most of the time. Hey, Marissa, what number is my headset? Are you echoing? Wicked. There's like eight Kevins in my head right now, and I love him, but not that much. I don't want eight of him. Eight of me. Eight. Eight of me. Eight of me. That's better. Yeah? A little bit. But I'm echoing echoing too. a little bit, but, you know, I mean, there's eight of him. It's a little echoey today. Did you just put a weird reverb on us? (laughs) Is it just to be cool? Fans, can you hear us echoing too? I'm just ignoring it. Um... (laughs) But anyway, I buy it. I buy. I buy what Wendy said. Absolutely, and I think that's a very true statement. It's very true. But I'm just thinking Tara should say, "Yeah, but they're three right now. How how is a three year old going to understand? I mean, you may be able to let the mom see the kid, right? But I don't. I think it's too much for a kid to handle. It is, and and at this point, he's safe. He doesn't know. He doesn't know that Tara's not his real mom. Like I, I've been in a situation where one of my parents was not around my whole life, but I knew that parent existed and where they were. So for me, it was always a matter of I want to know who you are. I want to know what makes you tick. What part of me is from you? But for Abel, Abel doesn't know that yet, know. and I don't think three is really the age. Um, but I do agree with Wendy that. It's going to come up and it's going to happen. It will eventually. And he will somehow find out because that's the nature of the way it works. Interesting, though, that Tara's a doctor and you would think would know better, but Jax is the healthy one who says, no, you're her he's not going to know any better. You're the mother. That's the best course of action right now. I think that it's a maternal thing. I think as a mother, I think you want to do the best thing for your child. And I think that that's what that came from, was just a total, complete maternal instinct of being a mom and knowing that sometimes you make the wrong decisions, but you want your child to know you. Gotcha. All right. So we're buying it. Uh, I think we have to talk about iTunes a little bit. Let's do it. All right. So... This echo is so weird, Marissa. It's so almost weird. weird. I almost wish you could experience it. I don't know what the heck. It's really weird. We can do <laughs> to change it. Um, anyway, so you guys have been great. You've been going to iTunes. You've been commenting on us. You've given us some great comments, great feedback. Mm-hmm. Actually, very positive, which I'm surprised. We, usually, know, usually I take a real bad beating on those. I went on last night and I was literally texting Kevin because the comments were so fun and so great. And I have to tell you that I was a little nervous to do the Sons of Anarchy podcast at first because there aren't many of them out there. And as a fan of the show and as loyal as I am, when I hear other people talk about the show, I get very judgy on them. <laughs> so I was a little bit nervous to bring the show to you guys, but we've had such great feedback. I love reading your feedback. Um, I even commented to you guys back and said thank you. I'd love to hear your questions too. Like We love your questions. Um, But continue to comment and rate us and share us with a friend so that they can uh, listen to us and like us and keep sharing so we can keep bringing you more good stuff. And hopefully we'll have some guests soon. 
Yeah, you know what? We we did. We talked to I know uh, Kelly, who also was at AfterBuzz, talked to Chuck Zito, and he was interested in coming on. And then Chuck Saffler, who's vice president of FX, I know he did the Charlie Sheen Anger Management AfterBuzz yeah. show. So yeah, we just have to make some calls. We have to yeah. do some due diligence. Chuck Zito would be an interesting get, and I will talk about him in the news. Yeah, and the, and my gossip. God, and that's the other thing too. We probably should tease at the top our news and gossip. We have good we news have and to, gossip. I mean, this week. we have to go over. <laughs> We have, a we have stuff with Chuck Zito. Mm-hmm. We have comments from Kurt Sutter. Yes. We have obviously the death of uh, the tragedy of Johnny, Johnny Lewis, Lewis, that whole story. And I feel like. And I then, have some just general Twitter news from our Sons of Anarchy boys that I'm following. And so. also um, just Kurt Sutter and his relationship with his wife. Yeah, they were on extra this week and we'll right. be teasing that. So, very, very cool. Yes. Um, okay, so getting back to our story. Yes. Jackson Nero. Very interesting. The, so interesting. So let's see, where do we start? We well, someone we someone start has with the died. Bus because right, the cops so, raided it at the end of last week's episode. We know that obviously someone called. Of course called? everyone goes to Clay and the hooker. And I mean if the hooker ask, seems innocent. It's Carla. It's totally Carla. Carla did. Carla does not like Gemma being around. She wanted to be I don't think that she necessarily wanted to be Nero's old lady or girlfriend or whatever, but I think that she felt very threatened by Gemma and I think that's why she's doing all the things she's doing. Right. It feels like there was something, it, probably something even in the past with Carla and Absolutely. They, that's, it's, it's quite a parallel. There's, it's, it's very interesting to see, but Nero is very level-headed and Nero is not like the boys uh, in the motorcycle club at all in the way that he doesn't, he's not like that loose cannon and he's very... And he seems like he's, he's well, from what we, we know, he seems like he's evolved past that stuff. Like Absolutely. back in the day, he did his share of banging. Right. But now it's it's more business. And, and he says, I want to buy a farm for my kid. $1.3 million buys me a farm. And I, and I said to you during it, I said, ooh, he, he wants to buy the farm. Right. Literally. So, li- so literally, <laughs> right. it seems like he will buy the farm. Yeah. At some point. He's going to perish. And it's funny because when they brought him in, I remember saying to you and to the, the fans in the show that there has to be some kind of a bigger picture with Nero. They've already become so dependent on him. Um, and now that they've had this raid, he really needed the son's help, which we I didn't think was going to happen maybe this soon in the season, but it did. And he really needed their help. And it was very interesting to see how quick everyone was pointing fingers and how quick it all came back to almost Gemma. Like it, it all kind of happened almost because of Gemma, of course. Like no, her always, and Clay are like the the wrecking like balls. Poison. They really are. They are. They're totally like poison. Um, and you know, it was interesting to see when Nero came out of jail and Gemma was going to leave with Tara that. Gemma went completely to Nero. There's a Gemma was about to leave with Wendy. Sorry. Right, right, Wendy. Sorry. Okay. Um, but there's a softness with Gemma when she's around Nero that I don't think any of us have ever seen before. No. Which is really interesting and really confusing at the same time. And well, you know, we he he's evolved as we said, and right. so I buy it. I buy that she'd be like that with him. Whereas I mean, think of Clay as such a old thug. And she used him. I mean, I don't think there w- that there wasn't a love between them. I do. But she, she ultimately used I, him. I go back to that first season when he said, I think you like that bird better than me. And I, I think from the beginning, she used him. And I feel like, I don't feel it was, it was a love. I feel like if there's any, a, a real love, I think that there'll be a shot with Nero. But um, it's just not going to go well. Like, it's not going to. She literally killed her husband so that she could run a motorcycle club with the more powerful man. That's right. that's what she did. Or a know? more powerful pawn. Right, which was right. Yeah. But at, with with Nero, it's it's a it's a much softer side, and Nero seems to do business a lot more upfront than the sons do, which is interesting. So I was really surprised when Nero asked Jax. I mean, not that I was really surprised, but Nero asked Jax to go get what is it, Emma Jean? Was that her name? Um, Ashley Tisdale's character, because he knows that his 
his guys are gonna they're gonna kill her. Right. And so he wants to protect her, which shows that one, he's got heart, and two, he's trusting the sons to do this job for him. And they owe him. They owe him. They, I mean, they, yeah. His whole place got messed up because of them. Uh, his whole business got ruined because of them. Well, what he thinks it's because of them, and it, ultimately it's not. It's just Gemma. It's still because of them. Not really. If and Carla. Carla. If Carla's the one that called the cops, then it's Carla's complete fault that this happened, and it's Carla's only mad at Gemma. Carla isn't mad at the motorcycle. No, 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 but still, it all, that's why it all happened. Well, because Gemma got drunk one night and had sex. Right. And it then, and, <laughs> but I think also Carla's sensing how smart Gemma is, how manipulative, and how powerful she is. And being that kind of lady herself, she knew that Jenna, Gemma's just putting her tentacles in. She's already got her motorcycle club yeah, moved into the place. Um, but it's interesting the deal that Jack strikes with Nero. Well, before we even go there, I just have to mention, I, I mean, I've gone down on a motorcycle at about 75, Oh, I know. This bothered you. This bothered me so much. I've wiped so out, too. They, I mean, you know, so you know, like, first of all, Jax has been riding for how long on a motorcycle? Yes, it's a car chase. Yes, it's high speed. She idiot puts her foot down and ankle burns the pipe i feel like every girl that's been everybody on the back does bike has right done it. i've done it burns the pipe. But do i kick the bike and the bike falls no i don't no. believe that Jax would have dropped his bike I doing know, that number one number okay, two right. they would have more road rash i had road rash everywhere and was fully covered so i was the first well, Jax, thing Well, okay, but Jax is in heavy jeans. You know, he wears like... I had on heavy jeans and a jacket. But they went out... They didn't... But did you go down on dirt or pavement? Pavement. Yeah, pavement's different. They went on dirt. Uh, I don't... So she, she should have had... No, she should have had all the raspberries. Yeah, she... I mean, her hands instantly... She should have been because... No, down. because she wasn't protected. Her no. legs were... Sure, she would have been. Yeah, no, the legs... even on dirt, if you go down... She would have been all scraped first. up. She would have been... Him? Yeah. Okay. It but was my, the first time right, I can say in Sons of Anarchy that I didn't buy it. It's just a minor. It's it's not a plot. It's not a... Okay, fine. Like, we needed them... to cover it. All right. I know. I know. But it's like, okay, so we just need another reason for them to get in an accident and get on you know tip yeah. the bike over but I know. so I, I just like it they're normally more believable you but. flagged it but i was fine with it i flagged it so speaking about you know the jackson the deal. nero deal mm-hmm. is Jax is like want, rec, you know mentions i too have a long-term goal and it's to right. get the club away from all this stuff all, all the, the stuff that are killing us which was clay you know all that stuff clay wanted that old the school gangbang and stuff yeah. right drugs and guns mm-hmm. and ju- and it was we know it was stupid of Clay to have pulled out of the porn business. Cara Cara was a brilliant business and right. it made the club and themselves a ton of money. I mean, let's be real, the porn business brings in like eight billion dollars. Not a year. as much anymore, you know that, right? Really? Oh yeah, no, it's it's not in a good place because of the internet. Well, yeah, so There's many girls many, are. So doing it's it real right and it's also you can get it for free, so people right, aren't paying head. for it. So it's it's gone down. But looking at the fact that these guys the the gang doesn't make a lot of money. No. We don't see them. It's not like the Sopranos where you'd see like 100000 here. Right. For, you know, They're it, only making that big money from the drugs and the guns. So, but, but that being said, it would it, it's, it'd be enough for them. Right. Because it doesn't seem like they need to be run by the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. If, if they had a clean, the reason they make a lot of money, they end up spending it always to get out of their trouble. Right. It's not, it cancels itself their out. money pays for their lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is going to be a great, I'm, it, I mean, it's going to be a great deal that to be able to work, be back working in this vein. And I can't wait till next week when it gets represented to Clay. Well, and you know what's interesting is, is, you know, he gave Nero no out, basically, because Nero knows that he's making good money with his girls, but he's not making enough money with his girls. So the Kara Kara girls are already... They already have names. They're already in the business. They're going to get more money than the regular girls that are just doing it off the streets because they have a name. So it'd be like Jenna Jameson. You know what I mean? They're going to get more money. And not only does he offer them that, but he says, you know, there's this Elks Lodge and I will put all the money for the startup. Right. So, I mean, how does Nero say no to that? He can't. He's, he's got his tail between his legs. There's nothing that he can just, do. Just has to break up with Gemma. And and the that's the agreement. The agreement is is that Nero says he doesn't want any of the heat from the drugs and the guns. And Jack says, you can't. I don't want the heat from my mom. And it's not a matter of him saying, like, I don't want you sleeping with my mom. Yeah, he he's untwisted it. 
It's he untwisted that, remember? She, that was a great line. I untwisted that a long, a long time, time ago. ago. But Gemma screws up everything for the club because yeah. she's too entwined. And the Clay and Gemma situation and the Gemma and Tara situation is so dirty and messy that, of course, it's going to come into this. And they just can't have it if they want to do a successful business deal. And they really want to be able to make this be what helps them get to their end goal. So this, of course, leads to the battle finally, between Carla and Gemma, which Gemma pulls Tara into, uses Tara. She didn't do anything on her own. And we see that it turns into a brawl. And then Tara, with with you know her weak hand that she might not have been able to use again to operate, now gets put into some, a fistfight thanks to Gemma. But, it, but mind you, it all starts because Tara's upset with Gemma for inviting Wendy Gemma spins to the it. clubhouse. Yeah, Gemma twists it and all. And instantly, it's like you want to. You shouldn't worry about this. You should worry about this. She almost killed your husband. And no, Gemma it and Clay. Off, like you know that Gemma and Carla have this huge issue. You know what I mean? Like it's been clear since Carla was brought out, and the fact that she knew that she would get Tara so fired up, and then she wouldn't have to do any of the dirty work. She just stood there. She just stood there. And it was interesting. Like, you see Tara question it in her head. Because when Carla has Gemma by the throat and she can't breathe, Tara looks for a minute like, do I just let this go? Yes. Or do I have to do something? And you see her question that and then comes the tire iron. And it was just... That switch in Tara scared me. Because you, we haven't seen her switch like that. Like, that was... We're seeing her get, yeah, but she's getting, yeah, she's getting tougher and tougher though, and you know we see her smoking more weed, and it's she's becoming Gemma. She did the same (sighs) thing. Not only did she beat Carla to a bloody pulp, but then she went in the shop, sat by herself, and smoked a joint. Mm -hmm. And that's a Gemma thing. That's 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 what Gemma Gemma does. Gemma walks away and bees by goes by herself. Tara goes to Jack's, and she didn't. And it was. It was a scary. It was a scary scene for me to. Watch. Okay, so if you you were having a hard time buying the bike falling, are you buying that Tara, a doctor, you know, a surgeon who is relatively new to this lifestyle? It's been only a couple of years. It seems like that she's going to beat up this thug in Carla. I am buying it because I feel like a switch flipped in Tara sometime last season that she just lost it. Like, she doesn't care anymore. She went to Gemma. She trusted Gemma. She cared about Gemma. And she said it a couple episodes ago. I love you. I really love you. And I know that I need you. But the things that you do aren't good things. And I feel like she's just lost it. And she needs to get that aggression and frustration out. And she can't beat the shit out of Gemma. So it's it's kind of like... Not her. yet. And I think that will happen. I think that blow will oh. happen. <laughs> but it's just... She has to get that out somewhere. And she it's, it's sad. I mean, Carla was a good person to get it out on because she's no good anyway. But it's just... It's a scary switch to see in Tara. Because... I want her to be that even keel where I don't want her to be that stuck up doctor that I hated from the beginning, but I don't want her to be Gemma where she's hurting people left and right because I feel like she's what brings that to Jax, that softness to Jax. Well, it ends up really blowing up in Gemma's face anyway because Carla is put in the car by Nero. Nero and you see the look on everyone's face. It's like... Carla looks looks and goes, yeah, you won the battle, but I won but the war. But she smiles when she yeah, gets she in smiles the car because she's leaving with Nero. Right, I'm leaving with Nero. Mm-hmm. And Nero looks at her and just, like, looks back to Gemma almost to say, like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Right, like, he just shakes his head at her. Like, this is, I mean, you've continuously put me in a bad situation. Like, what, what can I do now? Which was a difference because other times that he's seen her at the clubhouse, even the time when he came and, and, Gemma walks up to him and they hug and kiss right in front of Clay, which was, I mean, like, I hate Clay and it was still like it hurt to watch. It was a tough situation. So to not see that endearingness and to see Nero for the first time almost see Gemma for who she really is was interesting. And, you know, let me clarify with Clay. So I was telling you before. Such a Clay fan. I am a Clay fan only because I, I love the actor and I love the character and I don't want it to go away. Right. Ron Perlman's amazing. That's what I mean. I mean. Would you be happier if he was gone? I mean, the only thing is he just has to, to 
he has to just die at this point. He brings the drama. He does bring a great part to the story. Um, but I hate him. But that's what makes Ron Perlman such an amazing actor. But I like if you can dislike a character that much. They're doing something right. But also, I I like him at his best when he's gray. Like when Jem is gray. I like them at their best. I don't like them when they're totally evil and manipulative. I like when you see how much he cares about the club. And obviously, he was upset at the funeral. He doesn't have the wherewithal to realize it's all him. He doesn't have the wherewithal to realize he just just listen to Jax, that his time has passed, um, and that he should stop being so greedy. And But that's the side of him that I like the best. And, and it was interesting because I had asked you before, weeks earlier, Jesus, is this the last of him? The, oh, have we seen the last of Clay in, in power as a powerful man? And you were like, yeah, no. that's it. And now we see him. But now we see him plan. working out. We see him pumping iron. That's right. He's making the comeback. He's trying. And with the nomads. He's trying. It kills me to see the nomads, by the way. And Why? we'll talk about that when we get to the whole okay. table meeting and all that. But it does. It really hurts me. It, you know, I miss our guys. I, I hate seeing the new guys be brought in. I don't trust the nomads. No, but, well, we um, know they're up to no good. Right. Who's putting them up to no good is another question that hasn't been answered yet. Um, interesting, with, with to wrap up Gemma and the Gemma situation and, and mm-hmm. so far as how it relates to Clay, you know, the last time they talked, it was no, never touch me again. And when she finds out about Opie, right. they embrace. Well, that whole conversation was very intense. You know, the fact that Jax didn't tell Gemma about Opie was a bit strange, but he clearly had a lot going on. Um, she's telling him that she needs distance. He's saying, you can have it. I don't know who you are anymore. And to me, the most powerful line of the season so far was when he's, when, when she said to him, why don't you mop my face? Bounce my face off the floor. Bounce my face off the floor and then see if you recognize me. Like, I mean, as much as she's just as horrible and as manipulative, like as a woman who was literally just beaten by him, like what a powerful statement. Um, But it was, you know, she does, she gives him the hug because at the same token, she, once she leaves him and gets so upset, she says, what's happening to us? Right. And it's true. He, whether their love was real or not, that's the two of them have kind of gone through this process and this path I think together. It, well, well, they have this bond. Yeah. I mean, they're totally enmeshed, mm-hmm. you know, totally unhealthy. But the, a genuine love, I mean, there's, so, there's such little love left in either of their hearts. Right. We're seeing shades of it with Nero, I think. Clay, forget it. We're not. We know. I don't think we're ever for the end of the series. We're going to see anything until maybe he finally dies in the end, Um, which I think it's going to end up with those. I think those two are going to just ultimately kill each other. I think Gemma and Clay, and then and then like they're going to kill each other, and then they're going to hug as the two of them die, and they're going to die together. That's how I kind of feel like. Or they're going to, or they're going to die saving the club or something. But I think Gemma is going to have one of the guys in the club kill Clay. I think Gemma's yeah, going to tell get, somebody. But you get rid of Ron Perman. I don't think it will happen this season. Um, but toward the end? Yeah. See, I think it's... Because we're on season five, but right? I, maybe. And they say they would... This is season five, yeah? Season five. And Kurt Sutter's plan was for a seven-season series. So. so we have two more to go, hopefully. Right. So we have a wa- ways to go. And the ratings are killing it. They're so. crushing it. Um, speaking of crushing it, tell us about AfterBuzz and all the wonderful new things we have planned for the fall. First of all, did you know that we're now reaching 11 million listeners? No, that's crazy. 11 million listeners. It blows my mind. Um, It's funny. I brought someone here to AfterBuzz the other day to show them uh, the studio, and and the first word that came out of my mouth was, it feels like home. Um, It is. It's a really... um, AfterBuzz TV is just blows my mind all the time but we are now in our new fall lineup we have 50 to 55 shows that we're cranking out every single week um we provide them to you for free we come in and cover them for free and you guys continue to listen to us continue to give us comments and rate us which is amazing um and i mean if you have a favorite show chances are we're probably covering it so make sure you watch and if there's a show that we're not covering um write us tell us that you want to hear about it and you want us to add it and we'll see and maybe we will do. if we have some fans out there that want to do it. Yeah, I mean, right? look, it, it took us a while to get Sons of Anarchy, I know, but we way are Way too long. <laughs> I think it was only because of you. You drove it. I had to. This is, you know, it's funny. Talk, 
seeing back our podcast and listening to them, this is like my baby. This is like my passion project. I've been a fan of Sun since the first season, and it's it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's just you're an old lady. I'm an old lady. Well, I'm not really an old lady. Not really, anymore, but, but kind of. But kind of. Um, but you know the world. But yeah, I know the world. And the and show's. Just awesome. And it's hard because you go back and forth with this show with, you know, these guys are doing horrible, horrific things. There's there's death, there's killing, and then I justify it with, but they're doing it for their family. So it's this constant inner battle as well with myself that, you know, it's kind of interesting. Well, speaking, yeah. speaking of the club, the table meeting was interesting because did you notice that, that uh, Jax, of course, is at the head as president, I mean, yeah. but the opposing head is Clay. He's not sitting on a bitch seat. Do you no, notice that? You knew that you knew that that was gonna. I mean, it's 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 great. It's perfect because who else should be at the other head of the table but Jack? And I, f- I predict his body language is gonna get stronger and stronger. Like remember, he's very slouched he's over. Very he's very weak. Over, and he almost gives them a profile through the entire table. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't even look straight at anyone. And another time that I was just so uncomfortable with seeing the nomads. I mean, they weren't just sitting in the back this week. They were at the table. They're at the table. Chuck Zito asking questions, you know what I mean? And he's such a monster just to look at. Um, but it was tough. And you know, what? the first thing that he opens with at the table is that that, you know, Ope obviously didn't make it out alive, but he's been looking for an out since he lost Donna. And such a true statement. Which is true. I mean, between Donna and Piney, and he's really given up everything for that club. And that club has actually taken everything away. He hasn't given it up. The club has taken everything away. And then he ultimately took, basically took his own life because he knew that he wouldn't come out of that alive. No. No, yeah, I know. He totally took his own life. And it was interesting in the wide shot, I had mentioned to see his dad's bike, Piney's bike, there for sale, the trike. And I'm wondering when Clay's going to get on, jump on that bike, only because he's not strong enough to physically pick up a bike. We know he's always had problems with the hands, but I feel like those can be injected for another six months or a year. But he's going to have to get on a bike at some point to keep his... Oh, he his, has to recap his vote. Right, or yeah. Right. So I think he's going to... It seems like he's going to get on Piney's bike well, at some point. It's there. I know. It I saw it there. in the shot. But I don't... Even with the trike, it's still... Um, the controls are still the same. It's right. not different. So but he, that's but he's able to, is. but he's able to ride with the bad hands. He injects them. Oh, he, and he's not in the sling But anymore. I'm saying he couldn't pick it up. Remember last episode, he was physically, he tried to pick up the bike Just and he couldn't, stand it up off he couldn't stands. stand it up. So that's why he made up. Anyway, it's, it's, I mean, at that point, if it's, if, if it's the size of the bike, then go to an 883. Don't try the road King. You know what I mean? You go to a smaller yeah. bike. I mean, if I can take 883 off a kickstand. But the reason, but Piney was able to drive the other one in his condition. Right. Was, the trike, right. was that. So I know, well, the, but the more interesting thing was the table meeting uh, Dax, I mean, Jax runs the meeting, uh, talks about Opie's death, how they're right. going to handle it. And and then he brings Pope Steele to the table. He brings Pope Steele to the table. And it was interesting to see the nomads were the ones that were asking the most questions. You know, obviously Happy asked about retaliation uh, because of Ope's death. And and Jack said, you, you can't retaliate right now. Like, this isn't a retaliation problem anymore. Like, Pope is the most powerful person, hands down, that the Sons of Anarchy has ever come in contact with. Deal with right? I mean, he's sitting at governor's tables. He knows judges. He's got his hands in everything. And and I think it was um, Bobby that said it best. He's like, we're just white smoke to these guys. Just like, white smoke. He, it doesn't matter. There's nothing that we can do. And everyone was saying, you know, you're doing this for him. You're doing that for him. And Jack's kept going back and forth. And finally, I think it was I don't know who it was at the table that said, you're putting an awful lot of trust into Pope. And Jax lost it. He said, this isn't about trust. This is about fear. They have literally control of everything. There's nothing that we can do. They can do more wrong with a phone call than we can do with all of our guns. Yeah. So it's nothing about trust. It's about fear. And Jax is right. Like they got into And he admits a really it. That's why he's situation. a great leader. He's, he's like, a great no, leader. we're afraid. We're afraid. And, and we should and you be. you see Clay just shaking his head at the other end of the table, but he got them into this situation. But also the other interesting thing about Clay, Clay was the one saying, why? Like Clay's the one asking. He's slowly putting it together that, that Jax has a double deal in play. 
Right. He's smart enough to, he's like, wait, he's questioning it. What was also interesting is how hard Tig defended Jax. He has to. That's the deal. But, but with so, I think it's more than a deal with Tig because he's such a solid guy. Yes. He, he, when he, he didn't, I don't feel it was like, okay, the deal is you free me and I got your back. It was like, man, I got your back forever. Like right. he was passionate about that deal. And to hear that, it's going to be interesting when he goes against, ultimately goes against Clay, Clay to say his piece, you know, yeah. to, to, uh, to, in support of Jax, it's going to totally wig out Clay. Right. And God, as I'm saying it, I hope it doesn't end Tig's life. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think that Tig's life will not, at some point, we will be seeing the club say goodbye to him. I feel like that's just got to happen. But Tig was right. I mean, Jax ultimately did everything that he possibly could while he was in jail to protect that club. Absolutely. He really did, you know, and he saved Tig's life and he did, he made the best decisions that he could. And, And this Pope deal, you know, it's, they have to pay out 50 it was 50 G's till they figure it out was what it was for every single transaction that happened. Every right. time the guns change place, which is a huge amount of money for the club. But at the same token, it's make this deal or be dead. And what do you, what do, you do? You have to protect your club. And Jax is so much better at making decisions to protect his club and not just he's to the protect best. his own ass. He's the best. No, he's a great leader. Uh, if he didn't have his mom and, and Clay to mess it all up for him. <laughs> Yeah. It was also interesting the way the news traveled tonight. Um, Like, Jax didn't tell his mom about Opie, and no one knew about Gemma's arrest except for Unser. Like, the way the news traveled tonight was interesting. Like, the weirdest people were telling the weird things. It was just something that caught my head. Well, you know, speaking of um, news traveling, so Leela finds out and says, how am I going to take care of three kids? It's enough with my one. How do I take care of Opie's kids? And, you know, Jack says, this is your family. And anything you need, they're going to help you. And if they don't, they have to answer to me. Right. And and the beginning of the episode when Jack sends Tara to Leela was very very interesting as well because it was really her having to step up in the role as the president's wife um, having to go and that was her duty now to make sure that she was okay oh, yeah. um, and that was I mean that's that's one of the things that she has to do now it's part of her job as yeah. wife not just mommy she's and the president's babies. old lady she's the president's old lady now yeah. so she has to step up for the club as well um, and you know Leela has a daughter of her own or a son Piper as a daughter um, so you know Opie had three kids and now that Piney's gone and we know that the mom was never really a part of their lives as it was well so, Opie want and he wanted he said he wanted the kids with her with, with her with right. Leela and she you know she's barely making it as she can and what does she do and it was interesting when he opened it was just such a great scene when he opened up the blinds and said take a look out there because that's your family and and it is you you see that as much as they do the most horrible things in the world there is such a family camaraderie there where they all have each other's backs at the end of the day and and she can go to any of those girls in that club and any of those guys when they need help and they'll be there and that extends throughout the extended family which is to me what makes some of these motorcycle clubs pretty freaking amazing. What do you think? And of course, the funeral, seeing Opie's body, and and I know we yeah, we got. Our I want to talk to Ryan. First of all, I'm glad I watched it last night, and then again today because last night I wouldn't have been able to talk to you all today because the makeup would have been all over my face. <laughs> um, I want to talk to Ryan about laying in that coffin so bad because that's such a fear of mine. Like I had to lay in a coffin for a bit of time on this episode right. and be carried off. Um, and it was it was just so true to you know you lose your best friend and they're putting the pictures and the rosary beads and the patron and all of the things and it, Jack's the end of the episode they showed Jack's at the roof and you, we haven't seen that in a really long time I want to say episode one and two is the last time that we saw him really like on the roof contemplating life and what was going on and he had his notebook and he had the picture that he ultimately puts in the casket but. There's those moments in life that forever change you. And for Jax, you know, he's seen a lot of horrible things with the, you know, there was the almost hit on Tara. There was the kidnap of his son. There was the loss of his father, finding out that Clay did it. There's been so much tragedy and death in his life and so many things. 
But I feel like losing Opie is that one moment in Jax's life that's going to change him forever. And it's going to make his path completely different. And it's going to really change who we see each week as a viewer. I think it's Jax as a man. I think it's a goodbye to childhood, goodbye to all of it. You know, all, and as a kid, you have childlike fantasies and your imagination, and now it's reality. And every decision that he makes going forward, he'll always have Opie in the back of his head um, because he's not there to share that with him anymore. Right. And they had such big plans for the club and their lives and their children. I wouldn't want to be Pope, and I definitely wouldn't want to be the guard in the prison. No, no, not at all. Because they're going to get it all. Yeah. They're going to get it all for this. Yeah, and it was it was a tough, you know, it was tough to watch all the guys say goodbye. You see these big guys who have no problem killing people and slaughtering people, and then you see them breaking down at the sight of their their friend. Now, Tommy, you had heard you what you had known about biker. I know all the different bike clubs well, have different know, ways of burying their dead. And I, I, I was saying that, you know, the the closing scene for me, which would have been perfection, which I'm pretty sure is the way that it works, um, is the bikes lead the body and the casket out. So I know that this was just the wake and not the funeral, um, but I have been to a wake and funeral of a member's family member, and the club led the casket in the procession. And so I've seen, I would have thought that would have been such a great was scene. In the one you went to, was his bike buried? Because I've seen the bike buried. No, it was a family member of, so the bike, there was no bike. Okay, because I've seen the bike buried with the body. And as I was saying to you, is they urinate on the casket. Which is so creepy. I've heard of like pouring beer out or like leaving a joint. Like I've heard of that, but I've never heard of pee. They all pee. That seems really disrespectful to pee on. It's just just that whole 1% mentality is like F you to everything. That's supposed to be. I would think what it symbolizes, but... I'm glad we didn't see any of that on this no, episode. All but right, I so, would have loved to have seen. I, I think it would have been such a great shot as as a person that would like someday would love to do directing the shots myself. I would have loved to have seen the motorcycles kind of lead the casket out of the clubhouse and kind of drive away that way. It would have been such a great shot and such a good moment. Of it closure. does seem like it would have been a better better final shot. Than, than the, the final shot they door. gave us, than just the casket door. Love you, Kurt Sutter, but I had a better ending. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what, Marissa? Why don't you queue up news and gossip? Because we got a lot after Buzz TV news. All right. So starting off news and gossip, obviously most of us know that Johnny Lewis, who played Half Sack two seasons, has passed away um, and has nonstop been in the news since. There's so many conflicting stories, uh, which tends to happen here in Los Angeles. For those of you who don't know, everyone thinks they know something. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that he unfortunately did pass away. Um, there's been a lot of news in the press that he's had a drug problem for a very long time. It's also being denied. Uh, but he was speaking on behalf of Narconon, which was a group in Scientology, uh, in 2004 as a former addict. Um, To me, the most amazing statement, there's been so much going back and forth in the news about him and who he is and what he did. Uh, We obviously know that he was an amazing actor on the show. We all loved him. A lot of the actors on the show, uh, David, who plays Happy, Ryan, have all talked about what a great guy he was. Uh, The only person who's mentioned what I would like to call the truth is Kurt Sutter. And I just want to read you his little tweet real quick. It said, not sure if folks know this yet, but Johnny Lewis died last night. The sad irony of it happening to days after Opie's death on the show is not lost on me. It was a tragic end for an extremely talented guy who unfortunately had lost his way. I wish I could say that I'm shocked by the events last night, but I'm not. I'm deeply sorry that an innocent life had to be thrown into a destructive path. Yes, it's a day of mourning, but it's also a day of awareness and gratitude. Sadly, some of us carry, carry the message by dying. I literally have the goosebumps reading that. Um, Kurt Sutter is a very opinionated man, and um, those words kind of are haunting in the fact that it's a tragic death. It's very sad the way that he died. He did take an 81-year-old innocent woman with him who has known to Hollywood to rent out rooms in her fabulous house uh, to a lot of celebrities in this town. Um, He may have killed a cat as well. Um, He definitely had some problems. And, you know, addiction is no joke. And I don't think that that's ever what's talked about is the fact that this guy's been battling a disease for a long time and innocence were 
harmed. And it is a day to kind of think about the fact that addiction sucks and it, it can take away not only you, but the people that you love. So um, that's my Johnny Lewis news for the moment. Well, well you know, it's funny. Kurt is a... Uh He's a great writer, so you know great he's going to write a great tweet. I also think I like the idea that he he kind of acknowledged everything. He acknowledged that, that he was that he wasn't surprised that this mm-hmm. was a destructive path and that there was an innocent life yeah. uh, that was taken. See, my my problem was that the news. It's almost what I hate seeing in the world is that you know all you have to do is say you're an addict, you're a drunk, or you're a drug addict, and it's almost like a big giant eraser. Yeah, like. And the, the focus is more on that and then on the fact that someone was murdered. Yeah. You know, that a lady was murdered and a little cat, an innocent cat, was murdered. I mean, so, um, you know, just really kind of shitty. And, and, and that's, I, I think mean, that's tra- an you know, entertainment world thing. Um, I have a tattoo of Serenity on the inside of my wrist. And uh, 99% of the people that see it ask if it's because I was in the program. Um, I'm not in the program. <laughs> I'm right. not an alcoholic, but I know many. Um, and and this is the only town that I've ever got that question asked. And I think it, it is because of that. And unfortunately, because addiction in this town is like, oh, I'm just going to get coffee. Um, the realization that addiction is a disease that kills people and takes over their lives and their family's lives. It does, but we don't know if that's the reason why he killed her. I mean, right? Well, they're saying that the the drugs had... um, He had had an issue with drugs on and off for a very long time. He was also seeing a therapist um, who he was on prescribed medication. He was probably at the end of his rope. He probably owed her a lot of money. He He didn't have it. only in the jail. No, he had just started renting from her. Um, She rents big... A par, par, big rooms so, for big money. Wow. Um, he had only been there for six days. He had only been out of jail for six, four or six days. I mean, he was off his medicine. So it was some kind of what they're thinking was a psychotic break because he wow. also, also fought two men with a two by four on top of that. Wow. Okay. But on to happier news. Um, David, who plays Happy on the show, is kind of hysterical to tweet. Uh, love following him on Twitter. Both him and Ryan and all the boys have been tweeting nonstop. They've all been tweeting in support of Opie. And um, if anyone knows anyone like Opie out there, strong and silent, that we should send our love and hugs to them. Um, Opie tweeted that he cried watching himself be laid to rest wow. last night, which was a little emotional. Um, and talk about Sons of Anarchy fans being so super aggressive in the way they watch the show. <laughs> Pope, who is played by Harold Perrineau, has literally been getting hate tweets about killing Opie and that he should die. He should not be on the show anymore. And the fans are not happy with him and I are clearly having a hard time separating the fact that Harold is the actor, Pope is the character, character. Um, which was really interesting. But I love following Juice and David and Ryan on Twitter and as well as Kurt, even though sometimes he makes my stomach turn with his tweets. Um, it's been a great week. They also were on Extra this week. So uh, Gemma and Nero were on the show. Uh, Katie was telling us that uh, it was interesting because they're Kurt and her's relationship inside the house and on set are so different. Uh, they asked her who wins in an argument on set, and she said, hands down, always Kurt. I'm just the actress. I'm just there to do my job. But in the house, it's a little bit different. They touched on the fact that Opie's death will be a consistent thing throughout the series, and we'll see how it affects not only business decisions, but relationships within the club. And they also said that their relationship will continue for the season, and it will be a lovely distraction for the two of them. Can I ask you, how similar do you think they are to their characters? Are there, is there any like creepy gangster side to them as a, as a couple and as individuals? Are you talking about Katie and Kurt? Yes. It's so weird because Kurt and Katie seem like they'd be two totally different people. Um, Katie in the interview just seems like your total everyday woman. So I'm really, I'd really, I'd love to sit and kind of pick both of their brains for a little bit and figure that out. Because I would tend to say that she's a bazillion miles away from Gemma. Um, but with Kurt as a husband, you kind of have to wonder. Right. Because um, he's, he's, he's tough. He's, he's a little off. Uh, and then the last news is Chuck Zito, who we've seen again uh, tonight as a nomad sitting at the table. Uh, 
in the process of reading his book, which is crazy, I'm not sure if everyone knows this, but he is a former me- member of a motorcycle gang, which he talks about in the book. He's also been a bodyguard to almost everyone in uh, Hollywood. And he sued FX, and I think it was 2010. Because he said it was his idea. He said Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Right. Yeah. Um, he did lose the suit. FX did one. It was dropped. Uh, but we are currently seeing him on the show. So I want to talk to Chuck, and I want to find out where that bad blood went to. To such gray and or was this or was this part of the settlement? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like to me it was part of the settlement. Part of the settlement, they throw them on the show. Yeah, so lots of news and gossip this week, which we don't normally get for Sons of Anarchy. But no, I was but happy I mean, there was an, an extraordinary amount. Yes, just going on. So happy to dig it. Good and bad. Um, okay, well, I guess we should get into yes. And now you're after Buzz TV. I want a globe next week with a skull in it, so I can. You can put <laughs> I can get my predictions ready. <laughs> Marissa, work on that. Uh, I'll work on that. <laughs> oh, my God. Predictions. Where do we start? Uh, we were trying to figure out who Jax was fighting. We rewound it and froze it a couple of times. It's like, is he fighting with the Irish or is he fighting with, and I'm not going to remember his name because he hasn't been on in so long, but the guy that the owned land all, owner, the land. all the landowner. Yeah, yeah, that ended up going with the mayor because the mayor's money was there. While we're going to see, so because we, we are going to see the mayor. The Irish are back. The Irish are back. We're going to see that Gemma um, finds out her and her and Net Nero. Nero are going to split. And then. She's going to be so pissed. So, like, her face is stunned. Yeah. At least from what we saw. Because she finally has something that she likes. And she's like, what? what? Yeah. How did this go wrong? Jax is um, and And we'll get to see the CIA, too. So it's going to be, I think, next week we're going to get away from the drama and I think more more into action. Business and, is going to start happening. Yeah, business is going to pick up, as they say. Yep. Guns right. are back. Well, I'm, uh, God, I'm so excited. It's such a great <laughs> I'm show. So happy it you're is awesome. Here with no, me. like I'm crazy. Thanks for so uh, much. You know, I thank you so much for pushing me because I, I had bought the set a long time ago, and just one of those things we all get busy in our lives. I never saw it, and then I saw one, and that was it. I just it was six days in a row of watching every single episode and like Which I'm so proud of and you guys I'm have to so know that every time I see a new comment from you guys or I find out we, that we're higher on the top 10 list I text poor Kevin sometimes it's no, I love in the it. morning and I'm like we did it we're number one this yeah, week no, and for so us thank, to, you thank you so much and for us to be number one or in, you know, at After Buzz we're beating like um you know, some of the shows that are up there, like Big Brother, which is hosted yeah. by, like, you know, the the winner and runner-up of Big Brother, we're beating, um, well, Breaking Bad's gone, but I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that are out there now. That fir- are- now I mean, we had a Sunday, Homeland, Dexter, all those shows Homeland, back, Dexter. So. Marissa, what are some of the other ones that are always in, like, the top five? Raw. Oh, Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And, and anyway, but to see Sons just shoot up out of nowhere we're proud and beat them and then hang in too yeah, we're you know hanging in and, there. and we're that that's you five kids and that's you guys thank you so much so yeah. we'll see you next week yes yeah and you guys tweet me at chris lee k-r-i-s-i-l-y you guys have been doing a great job of tweeting me about the show and i love to hear it so keep tweeting please bye we'll see you next week from Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 